0: From the well of death, from the chasm of silence, from the abyss of pain, come the screams of empty, come the choruses of misery, come the dark tales. Something good to eat, part one. Rather annoyingly, on that particular year, Halloween was due to fall on a Sunday. ...so my friends and I had the brilliant idea of dressing up and heading out on a Saturday instead... ...to avoid the dreaded workday hangover. It appeared though that our idea wasn't as unique as we'd originally believed... ...because when the taxi brought us into the town... ...we saw loads of people spilling out from the bars and clubs into the streets. The club that we entered, Dizzy's, was so rammed with costumed people... ...that we were all drenched in sweat within half an hour. By then, any remaining space became occupied and we had to keep our elbows glued to our sides simply to exist. I had fun in the beginning. I drank. I danced. I chatted. I took photos. I hugged. I drank shots. I danced some more. But somewhere around the fifth drink, I hit a wall, and my stomach simply refused to accept more. I swirled the cherry bomber around in my mouth, but I couldn't force myself to swallow any additional alcohol. My innards clenched as if to say, ''You finish that drink, sweetheart.'' and I swear I'll have you on your knees in a bathroom stall for the rest of the night, and not in a fun way. So taking the message on board, I placed my drink off to one side and focused on my dancing instead. But the music wasn't quite connecting with me, my limbs refused to sink to it. I noticed some fellas watching from the outside and it made me feel self-conscious to spot some of them, gazing right at me and whispering, maybe that was just paranoia on my part, but I ended up taking a break from the dance floor in hopes that my mood would turn around. It didn't. I sat in my lonely corner and slipped deeper and deeper into that pool of anxiety. This was happening more and more often on nights out with my gals, where the atmosphere that used to make me feel most alive, like the best version of myself, now left me feeling isolated and alone. It was an odd thing to feel so lonely amid a sea of hundreds of bodies. I still don't understand it. I wondered if drink just didn't agree with me anymore, or if this was simply a natural part of getting older. I recalled warnings from my mother as she crossed her arms while I got ready for previous nights out, as she smugly informed me, You know, Amelia, you won't always have this vitality. Enjoy it while you can. Was I slipping away from the rowdy scene that my friends continued to thrive in, in preference of quiet nights in? I wanted to rebel against that feeling, to avoid becoming a boringly predictable adult, in favour of maintaining the party animal reputation that I'd established in my early 20s. But now, at 29, barely a nose hair away from 30, I was too tired to rebel, too tired for much of anything anymore. Prior experience informed me that my friends, especially Michelle, would tell me to wise up. They would all try to convince me to power through, but I didn't want to have to explain myself or stir up a fuss, so I pulled the old Irish goodbye and left without a single word to anyone else. I decided that I'd just text them in the morning to tell them that I'd rushed home sick or I'd invent some other emergency. The excuses were problems for future me. I was still dressed up though as a slutty zombie, no less, and still wanted to enjoy my Halloween. First, I stopped in for a box of pizza from an Italian takeaway. Prior experience from that takeaway also informed me that I could quite easily polish off a 12-inch pizza all by myself with little trouble. I also bought a bag of popcorn, chocolate, and sweets from the 24-hour shop. I know what you're thinking. Amelia, lady, isn't that like 6 billion calories or whatever? But hey, I'd been busting my hump all month at the gym, and it was Halloween. Give a girl a break. I lugged it all home with the intention of hosting my own private party, more in line with the spirit of the occasion, as per my childhood. When I entered the door, I was immediately greeted by an eager Klaus, who wagged his tail and flipped about euphorically. It's nice to know someone will always be glad to see me. I said out loud because I was becoming the sort of person who conversed with their dog. I lay on the sofa and resumed my feast. Peeling my pepperoni slices from my piping hot pizza and tossing them to Klaus. He jumped up and caught them like a show dolphin catching fish. I then played a scary movie in the background. It was just a random flick from one of many streaming services that I had access to but did not pay for. Courtesy of the charity of Mum and dad the movie was about a gang of teenagers staying in a cabin in the woods Classic no doubt there would be plenty of disembowelments and dismemberments when the axe-wielding killer caught wind of them Double classic I said out loud because I was also becoming the sort of person who talked to their TV I wolfed down half the pizza and when my belly was starting to bloat and protrude in a rather unflattering manner, I transformed myself from a slutty zombie into a significantly less slutty gal with smudged zombie makeup and furry pajamas. When I settled down and hit play on the part of the movie that showed the killer's supposed POV as he hunched down in the bushes, I heard a knock on the door. Klaus growled as he usually did whenever anyone had the gall to knock. Normally, it was embarrassing when my friends or family had come to visit. This time, however, I was in complete harmony with his ire, because when I glanced at the clock, I saw that it was 2am on the button, as if this had been planned out. The only occasion I'd ever previously received a knock on my door after midnight was because of a mistaken address for a food delivery. Could this be the same thing? I wondered. Or maybe, had my friends landed at my home to drag me back out to the town, bars and clubs closed at 4 a.m. in my city so that was probably trick or treat said a childish voice what the fuck?" i whispered because i was now also the sort of person that apparently swore out loud to her living room tepidly i glanced out the window and my heart seemed to slam down on the bricks there she stood on my front step a little girl draped in a bright luminous yellow raincoat her hair was short and blonde to attract her attention i knocked on my window but either she didn't hear me or simply refused to react to it. Instead, she continued to resolutely stare ahead at my front door. So I left my living room and went out into the hallway, approaching the front door of Klaus just following at my heels, his little paws click-click-clicking. I grasped the handle and immediately heard something odd. That click-click-clicking got further away. When I glanced over my shoulder, I saw that Klaus had retreated into the shadows. He gazed up at me with big shiny dark eyes. I can't seem to remember if he was whining or if he was completely silent. I have recalled it both ways on separate retellings. All I know for sure is he wasn't growling anymore. Why wasn't he growling anymore? Usually, he was going absolutely mental when I opened the door to a stranger. I can't stress enough the fact that I'd never seen him act like that. It caused my intestines to feel like they were coiling up. I removed my hand from the handle and considered it carefully before I heard Trick or treat, trick or treat, give me something good to eat. Apples, peaches, tangerines, happy, happy Halloween. Yes, technically it was Halloween now that it had passed midnight. But it was also technically the morning of Halloween, not the night. Of course, the obvious question was crashing over and over again in my head, like a relentless barrage of storm waves. What on earth was a child doing out on her own, trick-or-treating at 2 a.m.? Hey, are you okay? I asked. No answer. What are you doing out there? No answer. What's your name? Are your mummy and daddy around? But the child still didn't answer. It was weird, like trying to talk to a video recording that I couldn't influence no matter what I attempted. I swiftly returned to the living room to fetch my phone to see if I could call someone like my mom or the police. This warranted a police call, right? A totally unsupervised, potentially abandoned child in the middle of the night constituted an emergency, didn't it? I was preparing myself for what exactly I was going to say to the operator when I unlocked my phone and was greeted by a storm of notifications sent from my friends. I scrolled through them and saw that I had over 20 messages, and that was not counting our group chat. Where the fuck are you? Seriously, Amelia, disappearing again? This is not cool. We're supposed to be friends. Shows how much we all mean to you. You could have at least said something. I went to dismiss the notifications and dialed a number for the police when I saw a reflection on my phone screen. I glanced up and saw the child's face on the other side of the window. My blood frosted. I opened my mouth, but the only sound that emerged was akin to a punctured tire. I did not know how to react to what I was seeing. I did not know what I was seeing. With years of distance to view things through a more impartial lens i know now that my body had gone into shock it was releasing huge quantities of adrenaline to help me process what i saw as this lost child gazed in at me well i say gazed but truth be told that's a poorly chosen word because this child had no eyes with which to gaze and excuse me for my crassness but i don't know how else to describe her than to tell you this the little girl's face was a mouth there were no eyes No ears and no nose, just a large grin stretching all the way from one side of her round head to the other. If it was a mask or makeup, then it was the single most realistic job I'd ever seen in my life. Any notions of it being either of those things dissolved though. When the mouth opened up, razor sharp teeth surrounded a large, meaty chasm. From the chasm arrived a song. Trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat if you don't. I don't care I'll pull down your underwear something of my conscious mind leaked free the protective dam of shock and allowed me to process a modicum of this surreal situation a scream erupted from my mouth at the same moment that I dropped my phone the phone hit the wood flooring and shattered upon impact shit I yelled and grabbed it up quickly which goes to show that even in the worst of situations we still hold concern for our devices Instantly, I saw from the glassy webbing that it was totally ruined. It wasn't just the screen either. It was completely dead and refused to revive no matter how much I toyed with it. It took all my courage to glance up and when I did, I was met with momentary relief as I saw that the child had vanished. The relief only lasted for a few seconds though, as I noted that she'd returned to the front doorstep. Now she was testing the handle and prodding at the door, and as impossible as it sounds, I thought I could hear the internal lock shifting. I knew that it only took three of those clicks to unlock. A click, click, clicking. Dashing to the kitchen, I fetched into my plastic bag and retrieved the bar of chocolate and the bag of sweets that I'd bought from the shop. A second click. I rushed down the hallway and stuffed them through the letterbox. There's your treat, I shouted as I retreated, just as Klaus had, far back into the shadows. There's your fucking treat. That's another part I'm unsure if I remember correctly. Did I say that or just think it? Was I too terrified to speak? Regardless, I waited there for a couple of minutes for a third click, but it never came. After a period of standing there and feeling my heart treat my chest like its own personal punching bag, I finally glanced out the window and saw that the thing masquerading as a child was gone. I don't tell this to impress you. I don't tell it to scare you. I tell it to warn you. When it comes to Halloween, please uphold the ancient traditions. And when it comes to trick-or-treaters, please, always, always remember to have something good to eat.